The lesson this morning is from Matthew. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you never know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Some opening music for a story like this. It's really not a feel-good story, is it? And if we could, I would just end the sermon right here. If Jesus is the bridegroom and we are the ones waiting for him to arrive, that means we better hope we have enough oil to keep our lamps burning bright as we wait for Jesus to return which begs the question of what in the world does the oil represent in this story? Because if we are not prepared, which most of the time we are not, if we arrive late to this anticipated wedding banquet, which we will, we are well shut out. There are so many questions in this story. The most puzzling for me is that darn door. The door will be shut, not to be opened again. Ouch. If this is the only story you have heard about God, I can see why you would run fast and never return to church. Shutting doors and cutting people off is harsh. But for some, this is expected behavior and how power is to be wielded. We hold stories and know of parents deciding to leave kids without reason. They walk out of doors in lives without clear explanation. It happens in friendships, in dating, and in marriage relationships. One person decides to end a relationship without motive and then moves on. People walk into their jobs one day to be escorted out without notice. We live in a cut-off culture. Being cut off from something or someone creates lingering and complicated grief. 
It is not expected behavior in healthy relationships. We see examples of this every day in politics, in families, and even in the church. You can see why this story is so problematic. When Matthew was writing, people were anticipating that Jesus' return would be soon. There was an urgency to live in anticipation of God coming back, and so every day mattered. For us, we don't spend much time thinking that Jesus will return anytime soon. Although people like to predict it and calculate it, and frighten people to think that some will make it in before the door shuts, and some, of course, will not. But for the time being, Jesus has not returned. And to be clear, it's not for us to know when he will. So what are we to do with a story like this? We still have that shut door. We can't change that. We are called then to name the discomfort and then why we have that discomfort anyway. And we are also called to read this story in light of today, where we are and what we know. How does this story compared to other stories you know about Jesus. Thankfully, we live on the other side of the resurrection, where we hear the story of a sealed tomb being miraculously open, and God, through Jesus, literally opening the gate of death to life forever. You see, the story we hear today is not the end of the story. The story continues, it unfolds, and God remains present in our waiting. I'm not sure where you find yourself, but I would say in the characters, we are the waiting bridesmaids. There is certainly something in this story about waiting. And our Christian faith is a waiting faith. We are always waiting for something, for warmer weather, for babies to be born, for Christmas to come, for that anticipated retirement. We also wait for test results, for death to come. We wait for depression to ease, for floodwaters to receive, and for people in need to finally have enough. How are we to live in this time of waiting? There is also something in this story about light, about keeping lights burning. The bridegroom looks for the light as he comes. I wonder if that lamp oil is all about our call to proclaim beyond this story, to speak of what comes after the door is shut. 
Jesus' death, and then his resurrection. We are called to speak about how this story unfolds and to live as people who look to open doors rather than to close them. We are called to speak that a perceived closed door is not the end of a story. Each time we gather in worship, we hear this, that as outlandish as it seems, because of God's love and faithfulness to us, the things that we do or don't do cannot define us ultimately. Forgiveness is given, a new start emerges, and a door opens again. I just recently had a really rough morning. The daily routine of getting an 11-year-old and two 9-year-olds ready for school and for me for work was not as smooth as I would have wanted. Everyone in our house was curt and crabby, and I drove to work feeling really bad about my lack of patience as a mom and all the ways I wish that morning would have gone better. I came to work, and a word of grace came from Pete, who said to me, Beth, you get another chance tomorrow morning. Love love comes back around. Remember that. A colleague of mine just shared with me that there was a family in their church who left in 2009 when the ELCA approved its statement on welcoming and affirming same-sex marriage in clergy and same-sex relationship. This family left abruptly and now just recently returned when their son shared with them that he was gay. They came back because they needed a community where they knew the door would be open where they could experience love without boundaries. Our lives are continued stories of doors closing and opening. When the Apostle Paul writes about Jesus and his Last Supper, he writes these words, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, until he comes. A death that opened a way for all people. A death that conquered the power that chooses to cut off, to shut down, and control. And so we do just this. We eat bread and we drink wine and we hear how Jesus loves comes to us to forgive to open doors and ways and to shine love in how we live each day. We need to hear this again and again. We are people who run out of oil. We are people who will be late to the party. And we are also people who tend to close doors. God has come and he brings the light. The presence of Jesus is with us. 
now and he will come again to bring to us that banquet of full abundance, even though we can't know when. So in the meantime, we are called to be light, to live with the urgency of the moment and to open doors and let the love in. Let it be so. Amen.